Hello, I'm Nick Holland with Information Security Media Group, and I'm joined today by Dave Lewis, who is the Global Advisory CISO for Duo Security. Dave, welcome. Thank you for having me. So, Dave, we're doing a series of roundtables coming up on the topic of Zero Trust. I mean, specifically, the title is a five-step program to Zero Trust. Um, we talked a lot about Zero Trust in the recent years. You know, it's been something that has been clearly a topic that's bubbled to the surface, but more relevant than ever right now. Um, can you give your take on basically what it is and why it's finally come of age? Well, this is a uh, phrase that was coined back in 2010 by analysts over at Forrester Group, and it really has resonated because it is something that has stuck with people and it's really front of mind for them. And it really is a wrapper for us to go back and look at all of the things that we should have been doing right for the last 25, 30 years and getting back to the core fundamentals of making sure that we are reducing the risks of the organization overall. So that is a lot of the driving force behind this terminology. Why specifically now? I mean, other than the obvious remote work environment. Well, there have been a rash of data breaches over the last couple of years that just seem to be continually escalating. And it really has gotten to the point where, you know, security professionals putting their hands up in the air and saying enough of this, there has to be a better way. And in a lot yeah. of ways, we have to move away from stuff like static usernames and passwords and things to that effect to help limit the exposures that we have online because humans being humans, we do have a tendency to reuse usernames and passwords on multiple sites. So there's you know, clearly been a variety of driving forces to the remote workforce uh, we're experiencing today, one more than others. It doesn't need to be spelled out. But um, do you think this is now a permanent shift? You know, I think we've, we've, we've now moved to a remote working environment almost universally. Um, is that going to spring back, do you think? I think there will be uh, definitely a group of people sort of springing back to the way things were before because you know, we tend to want to be engaged with other people face-to-face. -face. You know, I myself have been a remote worker for bordering on 15 years now, so I'm used to it, but the vast majority of workers aren't used to this paradigm shift, and working from home is very different for a lot of people, and it requires a different mindset. Um, you know, when they have always talked about, oh, yeah, I'd love to work from home, and then when they're finally confronted with it, it is a little bit of a different animal than they might have anticipated. And you know, it's going to take some of a shift. But yes, I think a huge uh, catalyst has fallen on us and it is uh, really going to drive the shift to more people being able to work remotely uh, once this all passes. Okay, so one of the things I've been hearing about, you know, in terms of concerns with the newly remote worker um, is, I mean, there's obvious things like lack of bandwidth and problems with VPNs and, you know, so on and so forth. But one of the biggest issues that keeps coming is this concern about shadow IT. So if you don't provide people with the tools they need for operational efficiency, they'll just circumvent you with, with whatever. How can I prevent that or at least put a, a wrapper on it? Well, see, the really interesting thing about shadow IT is this is nothing new. Um, right. you know, back, back in the late 90s, I was running into shadow IT operations back then. So this is really nothing new. It just It's more of a spring in the front of mind now because people are looking for the possible errors that could go wrong. Because everybody's remote, nobody's on site, they want to make sure that any of these shadow IT skunk works operations that are springing up are things that can be managed. They're not going to negatively impact the infrastructure. Um, shadow IT is actually a very good thing because it helps to illustrate where we may be collectively falling down to help support our, our staff. 
and making sure that you know they need to get their jobs done. So if they have to result to shadow IT in order to accomplish that, I, I take it more of a learning experience as opposed to a detriment. And then okay, just finally, what sort of wisdom would you provide in terms of dealing with the newly remote worker? What, what advice would you give to other security executives? Uh, with dealing with for security executives to deal with remote workers is make sure you are there to help enable them. Do not help them get to know. You want to make sure that they are you know, this is a new and scary thing for a lot of people. They are not used to being working from home. They're not used to being on a conference call and having their kids walk in in the middle of it. Um, you know, albeit that was a meme a couple of years ago. Now this is a daily occurrence. Right. So you want to make sure you're enabling them and providing them all the tools they need in order to accomplish their job and be there to ask, you know, answer the questions when they have them because there are going to be lots of questions. Um, this is definitely a new way of doing business for many, many people. So helping to educate them is absolutely paramount in order to ensure the security of your organization. Okay, very good. Well, Dave, as I mentioned, we have a couple of roundtable discussions coming up. Looking forward to certainly digging deeper on the topic of Zero Trust and, and the five-step program that we, we can uh, obviously discuss it at length at the, those events. Um, so that was uh, Dave Lewis, who is from Duo Security. And for Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Hard.